Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes. And this is a little bit of a different kind of episode today because it is just me. So what this is, is a season recap. We're wrapping up season two. And so I wanted to share a little bit about some things that we've learned throughout the season. But first of all, I wanted to do a quick little kind of a fun recap. Uh, We did 45 episodes in season two, and we had CEOs from all kinds of different industries like IT, nonprofits, professional services, all kinds of people. We had coaches, thought leaders, authors all over the United States. We had folks from Canada. We even had someone from Australia and from Malaysia. And so I am very grateful to all of these wonderful people who are willing to come on, be guests, and share their expertise, share a little bit of their time. So I'm very grateful to all of the guests who came and joined with me today and throughout the season. And so I wanted to just take a few minutes as we kind of uh, recap the season and share a little bit of some of my perspectives on the five questions that I usually ask all the guests. So this is my opportunity to share just a little bit of what we've learned and some of the things that I would share as a leadership development consultant as well. Now, the first question for season two that we always asked was to share an example of collaboration within a team. We certainly had a a number of great examples of how people were working together, oftentimes in a kind of a stressful situation and had to come up with some quick ideas on how to solve a problem and some some great examples that uh, these leaders and guests shared about how to collaborate within a team. So a couple of things that I'll share in addition to what they've already shared, something that's extremely important in a collaborative environment is to have what we might call psychological safety, which is simply the ability for someone to feel comfortable sharing their ideas without ridicule, without retribution, without uh, negative feedback or kickback. It always needs to be productive and it needs to be constructive and helpful. And that's how you collaborate together is to work together. That's part of the reason why sharing ideas openly is so important, but you need to have that psychological safety or quite frankly, it just doesn't work very well. One of the things that leaders need to learn how to do is to encourage those who usually might be a little bit quieter, those who may not feel comfortable sharing as much. How can you help them feel involved? A lot of times they have some great ideas to share, but are just a little bit shy and maybe don't feel quite as comfortable sharing different ideas on that they may have on the different situations that you run into. So leaders need to learn how to do that. They need to learn how to draw out all of those ideas from each person on the team and to help them feel comfortable. Um, So the second question had to do with measuring engagement. This was an interesting question. We got a lot of different kinds of responses. The question basically was, how do you measure engagement within a team? And that can be a challenge because, first of all, a lot of the folks that we had on as guests weren't quite sure. You know, some had pretty much of an idea that they felt like it was easy to measure engagement. Others felt like it was a little more challenging. And so a lot of different feedback on how to measure engagement. Well, certainly with with the idea of, of measuring anything, how do you do that? Well, you usually have to have a starting point. And you need to have kind of an idea of where you want to go. And so what we're going to do is very quickly give some ideas on how you can measure engagement. So first of all, you have to identify what engagement really looks like and how you want to define it, what your measuring stick is going to be. 
something that I encourage leaders to do is to identify some key questions that you can ask on a regular and consistent basis. So you're starting where you're at now, you kind of have to identify where you want to go and what's your objective. How do you want to improve engagement? What kinds of indicators are there that will help you increase the engagement? And then you find some questions that will help you to measure that along the way. So you decide how do we want to get there? What are some things that we want to put into action? And then on a regular basis, ask those people on the team and the team leader, of course, to all be engaged in the process of engagement and to really focus on that and to come up with some ideas on what they can do to measure it. And then those simple questions that they can ask throughout the process. So that's one way that you can help to measure and boost engagement is to simply have some really good questions to ask. Things like, do you feel comfortable sharing in the group in a group environment? Or do you feel that you are excited about coming to work every day? Or do you feel that you are connected to the mission of the company? And so on and so forth. And there are a lot of other ideas on how to frame really good questions that will help measure and boost engagement. The third question that I would ask was to name one quality of a confident leader. And boy, we got a whole bunch of different kinds of responses and different kinds of answers. The most common one tended to be towards humility. And that's a great response because certainly leaders need to learn to be uh, humble enough to accept that they don't know all the answers. And sometimes that can be a little bit of a challenge because leaders are often looked to as a person who should know all the answers. But leaders should not put that kind of pressure on themselves, but rather just come up with some ideas on how you can exude confidence, but not arrogance and be willing to share ideas, but also to listen to ideas. And that's a sign of a really confident leader. I have identified six areas in addition to humility that can really help boost the confidence of a leader because they know how to handle things, know how to lead a team. So these are some qualities or attributes of a leader that I recommend. These are six different ones. First of all, positivity. And that means that they are excited and motivated and have a very positive outlook on what this, whatever the situation may be, as well as kind of the future of the situation or the company or so on and so forth. The second one is to have creativity, to be able to come up with creative solutions, to be able to come up with new ways of doing things and how to lead the team. The third one, empathy, showing that concern for each individual and their situation on your team. The fourth one, generosity. Being willing to share ideas, be willing to share your time. A lot of times we look at generosity as something that uh, is more monetarily related, and that certainly applies. But there are other ways to be generous with your team, to be willing to help them and to coach them and to share things that you have, knowledge, whatever it may be, your time and so on and so forth. The fifth one is a confident leader is curious. They ask a lot of questions. They want to understand better. They want to understand their people. They want to understand processes in their department or their company. The the sixth one, the final one, is to be resilient. A confident leader is resilient. A confident leader knows that they can bounce back and they know how to bounce back even in difficult times. And we've certainly had a lot of need for that in the last year or two as we've dealt with this worldwide pandemic where businesses have had to do a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. The fourth question that I would ask the guest was to uh, describe somebody or if you'd like to uh, identify or recognize someone that's had an impact or an influence in your life. 
And again, I was very touched by the number of people who shared family members as examples of people that have had an influence, whether it was parents, whether it was aunts, uncles, siblings, spouses. And that's always a powerful experience to hear someone talk about why that was important to them to have that individual in their life and in their family and, and how they influenced them. We also had people that responded with mentors and with uh, bosses and other leaders. And that was important. I was also impressed with the number of people who said that their own team was an influence on them. I had one guest that identified her own assistant as someone that had a powerful influence in her life for a variety of different reasons. So the takeaway from that is that leaders always need to be networking and looking at the relationships around them. That could be relationships with the people that you report to, but that could also be the, the people that you have reporting to you that you have stewardship for. It can also be peer-to-peer. -peer. It can be networking and so on and so forth. But never underestimate someone else's ability to contribute to you and your life. Don't assume that because you are the supervisor or the manager that the people that, uh, that you lead don't have something to offer to you. There's always an opportunity to learn from someone and to help them or allow them to contribute to your life. I'll take just a quick moment to recognize my wonderful wife, Kristen. She has always been a tremendous support to me, always willing to help, always willing to be supportive, even when times are a little bit of a challenge, but she has been fantastic. So I'll recognize her as someone that has had a great influence in my life. I'd also like to very quickly recognize a boss that I had clear back when I had a summer job, when I was right before my senior year of high school. And I went to work at a resort and it was a resort hotel and I worked in the dining room and I had a gentleman by the name of Dan. He was my boss, my supervisor. And I remember one simple thing that was a, a really powerful experience that I still remember, obviously, to this day. And he asked me, to, it was a large mirror. We were going to use it as kind of a place setting for a buffet. And he asked me to just clean the mirror. So I did what I thought was a pretty good job. And he came and he looked at it and he said, well, Sean, this looks pretty good. You've done a good job. But if you look at it from a little bit different angle, can you see all these smudges, all these fingerprints and handprints that are on this? If you clean that just a little bit more thoroughly, that'll get really shiny when you do it that way. But what was interesting is he took a moment, and of course you can see the analogy. He took a moment to just help me see something from a different perspective, look at it a little bit differently and see that there was still more, more work to be done. So I really appreciated that lesson and not just the lesson that he taught, but how he taught it. He was very kind, very patient, obviously a high school student. And at that point, he was just willing to say, Sean, try it a little bit differently and, and let's do it this way. So of course I went back and did a little bit more of a thorough job. And he was, uh, I, I assume at least, happy with the work that, uh, of that very simple task. So the last question that I always ask the guest, and I'm always really excited. This is one of my favorite questions that I will hold on to, I think probably every single season. And that is to tell a little bit about the first job that the guest had and received all kinds of different jobs. Very interesting, fascinating what some of the, the guests were doing for their very first job. And I found that for a lot of folks, they would, for all of us, I think, as you start those early jobs, you learn what you like, you learn what you don't like. For a lot of people, they learn the value of hard work. For some, they learned that they did not want to work for someone else. They wanted to be the one calling the shots, and that's what led to an entrepreneurial career. And so we can learn a lot from those very first jobs. So if there are any younger people that might be watching or listening to this podcast, don't underestimate the opportunities that you have in those very first jobs. 
those first jobs that you have to learn some important values, values about working with other people, about following instructions, contributing ideas. You also, a lot of guests, a lot of people reflecting back on those first few jobs that, the, that we all have, we sometimes reflect on the good bosses that we had and maybe those not so good bosses that we have and what made them good and what made them maybe not so good. And so that when we have that opportunity in the future to be in that leadership role, we know what we want to emulate and those attributes that maybe we don't want to emulate quite as much. I'll share my first job. I shared a little bit of that high school job, but that actually was not my first job. My first job was as a paper boy. I had an afternoon paper route, which is a little bit unusual, especially by today's standards, but back in the 80s, uh, this particular town, the small town in Oregon, we had an afternoon newspaper. So after school, I would have uh, the papers in bulk delivered to me. It was my job to then go deliver them to each of the houses. And I really enjoyed it. I did it for five years before we ended up moving as a family to another town. But I enjoyed it. It took a little while to get used to, to how to work and to have those heavy the bags of papers on my back that I would walk around. But I learned how to interact with customers. I learned how to treat them in a professional way and to take good care of them. And I learned how to be diligent because believe me, there were plenty of days where the weather was not a nice, pleasant, sunny 80 degrees out or 70 degrees. There were times when it was cold, it was rainy, it was snowing, it was hot. But I learned to just keep going out and working hard. And I learned the value of working hard even in adverse conditions. Well, that's a quick wrap up, not just of the season that we've just completed, season two, but also some things that I learned as well as some things that I would like to share regarding those same questions that I ask all those guests. So now just to wrap up, let's look ahead to season three. We're going to take a little bit of a break for a few weeks, but I'm very excited. We're going to be introducing some new questions. We'll still have five questions, but those first three questions will be different. And then question number four about anyone that you'd like to recognize that has had an influence in your life. We'll keep that one, as well as that last question about the first job. I love asking that question. So I feel like it's important to keep asking that question. And so we'll have those same, those five questions. The first three will be a little bit different than the last two will be new. We will also have a number of guests. I actually already have several guests that are booked and we'll be recording those and then releasing those beginning January 13th in the new year. And that is a Thursday. So we'll start releasing the new episodes every Thursday. And I will probably also be inviting back some previous guests. That's something that I've not done to this point, but I would like to invite back some previous guests that we've had and have them respond to these new questions. Well, folks, that is it for this particular episode of the Team Engagement Podcast. I'd like to take a quick moment, thank each of you for either, either watching or listening. And I very much appreciate the ongoing support. I hope that these episodes, these interviews are valuable to you. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. And I look forward to the next season, season number three, as we continue our discussion and interviews with leaders of teams and the insights and the different areas of expertise that they can offer to help all of us become better leaders. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where the leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, teamengagementpodcast.com. And I welcome if you have some other ideas or if you would like some assistance with anything, please feel free to reach out to me. Once again, folks, have a great new year. Stay safe. Appreciate you very much. Have a great day.